101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver, UBC Campus Radio, and the show is Stereoscopic Readout, hosted by me, Darren. Here on Thursday at 4 minutes, or whatever, 34 minutes after 7. So, yeah, as we all know, the Canucks are going to the Stanley Cup final. So, in honor of that, this is going to be an all-Vancouver show the best of Vancouver, roughly 1965 to 1971. And what better way to start it off with uh, some of Vancouver's more infamous sons, the legendary Seeds of Time, with a song recorded in 1971, My Hometown, quite apropos. Although it's, I mean, technically Vancouver is not my hometown. I was born in and grew up in Montreal. But effectively, my parents were from here, so I always felt more Vancouver than Montreal, as it were. Um, And I've been living here for over 20 years, so there you go. Uh, Now, why did I say infamous? Um, Now, anonymous sources who were around at the time will tell you that uh, people associated with the legendary seeds of time were never ones to let the truth get in the way of a good story and one of these apparently is that they claim to have been banned from the city of calgary but um you know what you need you need you need some kind of bad boy as it were and uh around that time the legendary seeds of time were those guys uh, they do have a sort of a retrospective uh, out called Immortal. I think it's a, an indie home job. In fact, it is a, it's an independent release, which came out quite a few years ago, I think over 10 years ago. Most of the songs, well, actually all of the songs are recorded, say, 1971 and later. Uh, a little bit disappointed that some of the tracks which are noted to have been written in 67, I mean, sorry, 68 and 69 were either not recorded until the early 70s or re-recorded in the early 90s. I really would have liked to have heard what they would have sounded like in, say, 66, because they were around for a while. Um, However, if you go on YouTube and enter Seeds of Time, uh, they do have a clip of the band playing Let's Go in around 1967. So that's worth a look. I think they were even playing a cover. So maybe they were covers. I don't know. I don't know that much about the band other than uh, other than the uh, cursory, uh, yeah, you watch what you listen to. <laughs> don't believe everything you hear about them. So anyway, I'm rambling. Um, so yeah, in honor of the Canucks making the pl- making the Stanley Cup Finals, this is all Vancouver, 65 to 71. Going to start a little bit uh, out of chronology and play a really. It's kind of corny. It's pretty much dated, but I love this this song. This is a uh, this is a Northwest Company. Time for everyone. <laughs> Together, then in the sunshine, red right up the 
party is off to a good start. Guests are on time. Everyone's out to have fun and to help others have fun. What's the matter? Doesn't that sound exciting to you? UBC students have an alternative. Looking to unwind? Check out one of the sub's two licensed establishments. Pit Pub and Burger Bar is home of the famous Pit Night. Relax with great prices on cold beer and lots of big screen HD TVs or chow down on charbroiled burgers, beer battered fish and chips, and Belgian fries. The Pit is open seven days a week and Wednesday through Saturday is open late until 2 a.m. This business is owned and operated by the AMS, your student society. So back with you, the first part of the, or the first set there by the Northwest Company, Haney's Finest. Um, if you don't know where Haney is, Haney, uh, a bunch of townships up the uh, Fraser Valley, Valley, Fraser Valley, yes, of course, Fraser Valley, like Haney and Wanak were incorporated uh, some time ago into a larger community, which is now known as Maple Ridge, so... Um, if you're from Maple Ridge, the name Haney will probably sound familiar to you. But, uh, yeah, a band that um, certainly had that Northwest um, grungy, you know, Kingsman, Sonics uh, sound down pat. And certainly would have given any band from Seattle or Portland a run for their money at the time. Didn't play in town a lot, um, but did actually get a lot of... Um, did tour quite a lot. Uh, they were on from 66 to 73, toured the interior of BC quite a bit. So we started off with a B-side uh, from 1968, Time for Everyone. That was a B-side to a cover of the Beatles, She's Woman. And then two songs from, I think, 66 or 67, Hard to Cry and Get Away From It All. Most of the music you're going to be hearing, um, well, much of the music, I'll say, is... Uh, that you're going to be hearing is from three of the four volumes of the history of Vancouver rock and roll. You can pick these up at Neptune Records. Not that I'm have any sort of uh, financial relationship with Rob Frith. He's just a friend of mine. But uh, Vancouver Record Collectors Association put out four volumes of Vancouver rock and history of Vancouver rock and roll. You're going to be hearing from volumes two, three, and four. Um, yeah, we're going to keep things going. This is a, 60, a song from 66 by a band which released a retrospective a couple of years ago, collected all their stuff into one handy package. This band is the Nocturnals. Didn't really last very long um, after 66. I think they folded in 68 because they were more of a R&B-driven show band than a psychedelic or garage band. Certainly they had a great raw sound, though, which you're going to be hearing. Um, but yeah, the whole uh, hippie thing was not for them, so they packed it in in about 1968. However, they did leave us with one truly classic song, and this is it.
With you on 101.9 FM CITR, the show is Stereoscopic Readout, and as I said earlier, in honor of the Canucks making the Stanley Cup Finals, we're playing all Vancouver vintage from yeah vintage tunage from roughly 65 to 71 in honor of that occasion. Um, let me see what did we get to. Oh. So we started that set off with the Nocturnals and If This Ain't Love and uh, followed that with the Tom Northcott trio. Um, an interesting band. Tom Northcott uh, was like the local, the pinnacle of the local folk singer-songwriter movement uh, during that period. He got picked up, uh, he was discovered south of the border by Lenny Waronker. He was already a big name in Vancouver. Um, spent some time on Warner in um, the U.S. and uh, sort of packed it in in the early 70s and moved into the field of law. Um, he had the Fred Latcher, not the Fred Latchmo trio. Oh, okay. Let's take a look at this. Because I know that it was Tom Northcott singing and playing guitar. Rick Enns, who would later play with such luminous Vancouver bands as United Empire Loyalists and Mock Duck. And where are we at here? Because there should be... Yes, Chris Dixon on drums. Um, They did actually go south, played some shows in L.A., uh, played a residency at The Matrix in San Francisco. That was the club owned by the Jefferson Airplane. Um, Talking to Rick Enns once during some of my research into the 60s in Vancouver, um, Rick told us or told me that uh, one show they were actually invited on stage to play a couple of numbers between the Great Society and the Jefferson Airplane at the Avalon Ballroom. Um, this may or may not actually have happened, but it's a good story nonetheless. Uh, Fred Latrimo, after that. Fred Latrimo, you may know him as the morning DJ on Seafun. Um those of you who are too young to remember those dark days in Vancouver broadcasting history may also remember him more recently as the guy who's at whose party uh, Premier Campbell, ex-Premier Campbell, got all nice and juiced up and then went driving around in Hawaii. You remember that? Fred Latrimo was the guy who juiced him up. Uh, but back in the 60s, he was kind of a big deal. He was also, I don't know if he was on the, was he on the C-Fund? Yes, he was on C-Fund. He was still on C-Fund. They never got rid of him, did they? Um, 
being being backed by a band called the Sea Fun Classics, who had later changed their name to the Collectors, whom we are going to be hearing from in a big way later on in the show. Um, those guys would eventually change their name again to Chilliwack. But Fred Latramo had a novelty hit in 1966 called The Latramotion. That's what you heard. Fred Latramo would also get picked up by Dan McLeod as assistant editor, assistant editor, assistant editor of the Georgia Strait after McLeod had a major falling out with the uh, Marxist wing of the paper headed by local poet Milton Acorn. And Fred Latramo also hosted a couple of episodes of Let's Go. If you're on YouTube, check out Mock Duck doing Do Re Mi on Let's Go, because it's introduced by Fred Latramo, who's got a mullet and a nice big Fu Manchu mustache. So yeah, check it out. And that last band you heard was Local Act the Shockers covering the... The, what was that band they, they're covering? I know who it is. Some Spencer Davis group. There we are, Spencer. Oh, my mind's going. And I don't even smoke pot. Um, Shocker's covering Spencer Davis group. Somebody help me. Uh, where are we at? Station ID got that. So, yeah, as I said, uh, that kind of covers the year 65 through 66. Now, in 66, um, although we didn't know it at the time, obviously, one of the most legendary bands of uh, Vancouver's music history came about. Um, They owe their legendary status more to appearing on the Pebbles compilations and some of the Back from the Grave compilations than I think anything they did while they were around. This is one of those great you-don't-know-what-you've-got-till-it's-gone moments. Um, I'm talking about The Painted Ship. This probably, this one band probably has endowed Vancouver with more worldwide recognition of being a place that produced cool bands than any other in that time. Of course, we've had DOA since then and a number of other bands who've gone on to like, you know, legendary international status. But, uh, and I, um, yeah, I'm just going to play some songs. This is actually two singles by the band. Um, they were signed to Mercury Records in the States and they were picked up by London Records in Canada. They released a single, Little White Lies, backed with Frustration, which are the two most legendary tracks that they've got. Um, however, what was it? Little White Lies was supposed to be the B-side, but Mercury was having none of it. They wanted something commercial. Um, The band wanted Frustration as the A-side. And on the basis of writing non-commercial stuff, such as Frustration, I mean, if you listen to it now, it's it's just a classic, you know, garage punk track. Um, They were dropped by Mercury. They were kept around by London in Canada, and they recorded a second single, she said, yeah, and you're going to hear all four sides of the two singles they released while they were around, starting with, starting with what? Uh, we're going to start off with Little White Lies.
selection of tracks by vancouver's legendary the painted ship um i don't know if you remember the previous incarnation of this show before i had to go on hiatus for about a year and a bit but i had the distinct honor to host singer bill hay of the painted ship on the show once and that was just fantastic really great guy um really generous really warm really down to earth really personable um just a real gentleman uh, fantastic guy and um so that were those were the two side those were all four sides of the two singles that uh, official singles that the painted ship released during the uh, released during their uh, tenure little white lies and frustration from 1966 and and she said yeah and audience reflections from 1967 um Little White Lies and Frustration, those popped up, as I mentioned earlier, on the um, Pebble, some of the Pebble series. Um, I can't remember which volumes. Uh, they've also appeared on various volumes of the Back to the Grave series, the one that's sticking in my mind being Volume 8, which has, and she said, yeah, and Little White Lies on it. Um, going to be continuing with a... Uh, 
a selection of some of the lesser known garage garage psych acid punk acts from vancouver in 66 and 67 where am i at here oh yeah this being william tell and the marksman Oh, wow, my friend. 
He creates this outcry, this clamor. He creates this nightmare of noise. If it makes noise, it has some merit. He's a sonic mess, basically. The discordant mo notes are just a hubbub, a cacophony. If it makes noise, it has some merit. He creates a disturbance because he's basically disturbed. If it makes noise, it has some merit. Basically, this is a worthless racket. The man is mentally incompetent. For the most ear-splitting forays into noise, prog, early industrial, no wave, plunderphonic, psych, and altogether way out sound, tune into a noise with your host Luke Meat every Wednesday from 11:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM. A noise, music that isn't in its right mind. Thank you. 
Back with you on 101.9 FM CITR, and the show is Stereoscopic Readout. Into the last 25 minutes of the show for this week. Uh, so that was quite a long set, actually. We started with William Tell and the Marksman with Mary Jane, and then uh, the One Way Street with Tears, uh, a band most likely from Vancouver, although they seem to pop up on um, some of these southern uh, U.S. garage rock compilations. Um, They seem to be confused with a band from Louisiana, of all places. But no, they were from Vancouver. Uh, Followed that with the self-portrait, and he's a man. And then Mock Duck, whom I alluded to earlier, being uh, one of the bands which bassist rick ends played with you heard do re me uh the look followed that with in a world i played them actually a few weeks ago on the show as part of the uh uh rolls royce uh bookings uh compil or compilation ep promotional ep ep which came out in about 1967 and then winter's green with the uh i guess you might it's it's when um this you got you have to remember this was the era when a lot of really silly lyrics were sung in earnest um are you a monkey the name of that song winter's green um would later change into the band trooper but let's try not to hold that against them shall we Anyway, another band which turned into another band, which turned into another band, were, as I mentioned before, the Classics or the Seafun Classics when they backed uh, Fred Latrimo on that novelty hit. The Latrimotion, which you heard earlier, they would later change their name to The Collectors. And then when Howie Vickers left the band in 1970, they changed their name again to Chilliwack, so everybody would probably be familiar with them. But... Uh, The stuff they left us when they were known as The Collectors is just really out of this world. And I'm going to play you a brief selection from across their career. This is the B-side of a later single. I think it came out in 69. Uh, This is a B-side called Fat Bird. Run. Never seen a bird happy all of the time. I know I 
in radio but not quite sure how to get involved? CITR is the place for you. We are a volunteer-driven campus and community radio station with a variety of volunteer opportunities. Want to become an on-air programmer? Learn about promotions? Maybe become a news or arts reporter? Come learn about all the ways you can become involved at CITR. Volunteer orientations are held on the first Monday of every month at 6.30 p.m. If the first Monday falls on a statutory holiday, the orientation moves to the second Monday. Visit citr.ca for more information.
with you at the dying minutes of this week's stereoscopic readout on CITR 101.9 FM. I'm your host, Darren. I am out of here at 9, and Ben, who's been here since I got here anyway, will be taking over for two hours with Live from Thunderbird Radio Hell. Uh, that was My Indole Ring, a band I've, I've played them a few times as you may remember on the show and mentioned uh, a band that never actually really released anything that I'm aware of uh, when they were around, you know, late 60s, 68, 69. Um, but in 2000, they came out with a self-titled uh, album uh, released through, good God, d- d- Normal Records, um, normal-records.com. They're out of Germany, um, and a whole bunch of demos and live recordings from the late 60s. Uh, you heard a track called Silk Road, that being an instrumental recorded or sort of uh, jammed out by the band. Um, before that, three tracks by Vancouver's legendary The Collectors. You heard Fat Bird, which was a B-side, 1970 B-side. Looking at a Baby, which was their big smash Canadian hit in the summer of 1967. And an album track, which you probably will hear quite a lot on uh, <coughs> 101. Um, Lydia Purple. Uh, I know some people have uh, mistaken that for the Moody Blues. No, it's local product. You should be proud of it. Speaking of proud, uh, that was all in honor of the Canucks making the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. Um, if Boston makes the Stanley Cup playoffs, I will do a Boston special next week. We should find out by then. Well, we probably will already have played whoever makes it to the Eastern or whoever wins the Eastern Conference Finals by then. Um, but if Tampa, if it's Tampa Bay, I've really got nothing from Florida in the, uh, from that era. So it's it'll either be Boston or nothing. Anyway, uh, going to lead you out with two the uh, two last Vancouver bands, United Empire Loyalists, who I've played before. Four, you're going to hear the 1970 recording of Looking and Searching. And something I haven't played in a while, Mother Tucker's Yellow Duck. Uh, you're going to hear Wondering Jane. If you're ever wondering what the hell it is I'm playing, um, I do podcast the shows, but I think there are a trouble. I think don't think they've switched it over from Exquisite Corpse yet. So I don't know if you'll be able to download the podcast of this. But if you're wondering what I'm playing, go to citr.ca go to schedule there will be a drop down menu 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 there will be a drop down menu and uh, you can select last three days or playlist and either one of those will call up what I've played on the show today it's still I think listed as exquisite corpse in that menu but I think um, if you've been paying attention you might be able to figure it out anyway as I was saying United Empire Loyalists, that's it for me this week. See you later.
more Or smooth up or retort If it's fun you're looking for Write it down now, 114 If you just blew 